1: to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, September 19th, and we are going to have a little bit of rain this morning and a high of 12 degrees this afternoon
0: in Edmonton. In Edmonton. We don't know where you, you know, that's, (laughs) we can't, we can't say that's the weather for everyone. For
1: everyone, yeah.
0: And nor are we going to do the weather for the whole (laughs) nation.
1: We could. (laughs) All the capital cities. (laughs)
0: I always figured it'd be cool, it'd be, like if, if we're gonna do a morning show, I may as well just like add in weather, right? Wouldn't that be neat if we had like a weather? But uh, yeah, it doesn't really apply to everyone. No. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining uh, live, um, broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday, on the Podbean app. If you want to join in live, y'all got to do is just download that little app there and uh, and uh, and follow the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. And then you can, uh, you can tune in. You can join in on the chat like everybody else is this morning, seeing everybody popping in. And then uh, there's also a call-in button. And this is the one that you really need to take advantage of. Take advantage of clicking on that button, calling in, and getting your questions about real estate investing answered for free.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, we will answer them. Stop sliding into my DMs. I see you
1: all sliding into his DMs.
0: <laughs> She's a very jealous woman. <laughs> you know <naughty> the um,
2: people.
0: <laughs> yeah, stop sliding in there and answer or asking. I mean, for, for the most part, I'll answer questions to an extent. You know, I'll spend 10, 15 minutes. If there's something I can answer right away and get you moving forward, then great. But if it goes anything further than that, that that's why we do the morning show every morning. Um it's not because we love waking up early. <laughs> it's uh it's it's because we love helping people early and and this is the one like we're, we're trying to figure out okay if we, if we had to do a show when would we have time to do it and, and we don't have time because we run real estate investing businesses during the day like okay we need to get up earlier before we get the kid ready for school and that's when we'll do it so that's when we answer questions for free so take advantage of it right Absolutely. um alternatively if you want to go and hire a coach for 20 25 fifty thousand dollars um, for a year then you can absolutely do that as well or you can take advantage of the free option
1: right yeah I,
0: I i think it's important to have free resources absolutely um i remember what it was like when i was getting started i was
1: gonna say i think that's how everybody wants to start is what's available to me
0: i just want to try what can it out. i find
1: what can i yeah yeah what can i do on my own and then when you reach a point you realize most people realize okay if i really want to make this work
0: I'm going to need to hire a coach coach or or, a mentor,
1: yeah,
0: right? Or Or pay
1: for education or yeah, whatever it may be.
0: And let's just be honest. Everybody, if, if you plan on, if you plan on doing anything more than buying one or two properties, you're going to need it. It's uh, the real estate investing is, how do they say it? It's simple, but it's not easy. Yes. Right. It is simple. I can tell you how to do it, but not a lot of people do it because it's not easy. Um, got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about today. I made a bunch of notes. I don't know if you guys, you can see my page is full here.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'll get to it or not, but okay. before we get to anything, I'd like to uh, hear a word from our sponsor.
1: Absolutely. There's no secret, the key to making money in real estate is buying at the right price. And one of the best ways you can do that is by working with a professional and established wholesaling company like DCI Properties. DCI Properties operates in Southwest Ontario, Calgary, and Edmonton, and have successfully su- assigned over 350 properties to date. Why pay retail on the MLS when you can save thousands by an off-market? To get on their buyers list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash
0: buyers. Yeah. I mean, that is a really good... It is no secret that that buying right is the way to, 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 to succeed, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. To be successful in investing, yeah.
0: You know, another secret is um, seller financing. Mm-hmm. Seller financing is another great way to, uh, to 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 win at real estate. I mean, if you can get the the seller to carry financing for you, whether that be in the form of like a vendor takeback mortgage or an agreement for sale, right? Um, you can take advantage of having them carry financing for you. You don't have to get a mortgage and little to no money down in most mm-hmm. cases, right? And uh, we, there's also a really cool, amazing course coming up this Saturday, mm-hmm. September 24th in Edmonton, um, focusing on that specifically: Agreement for Sale, hosted by Mary McGuire, Gabby, and I are going to be there as well. We're going to be um, we're going to be teaching as well, doing presentations. So if you guys are interested in that. Um, head over to barrymcguire.ca to, to, to register for that. Um, hands down my favorite course I've ever taken. Uh, I've probably been there. I don't know how many times now. Many, many, many times.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to like, I was getting ready to like dance that you're going to play his little,
0: oh, also, maybe I'll throw his little jingle on later if, okay. if, if I run out of things to talk about. I know about. I'm not the only one
1: who dances and plays.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, agreement for sale is, yeah, is by this, far, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say that's this uh, Saturday in Edmonton, live in Edmonton, in person.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Made a big announcement last week, um, a big promotion for the Real Estate Investing Masters mentorship program, um, our mentorship program. And um, we want to we wanna try and make things as easy as possible for everyone. We try, want to try, try and make things as affordable as possible and add as much value as possible right uh when people look at the masters program i want them to just i want it to be an absolute no brainer mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's why we add all the courses within masters that's why we add the weekly coaching that's why we add the monthly workshops and even yeah. this next month we have two separate um education workshops um and as well you know if you join before this wednesday september 21st 21st you're going to get free entry into Barry McGuire's Agreement for Sale course, which is a $1,400, $1,500 course. Yeah. You're going to get free entry just for joining Masters. So
3: yeah.
0: um, if you're interested in that and signing up for Masters, um, head to www.reimasters.ca. Um, congrats to Josh and to Chris for hopping on that opportunity. Absolutely. They joined Masters last week and um, you know, they looked at it and they thought, well, that's an absolute no brainer. Yeah. Right. So congrats to them. Be like them, you know, take some action. Very cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see everybody there on Saturday as well. I met, um, I met Don, you know, Don Christensen. He's been kind of floating around in the back of the room here in uh, the Facebook group. And, uh, he comes on the morning show a couple Mm -hmm. times. but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of saw him at our, at our, at our Edmonton fix and flip meetup up yesterday yeah. and, uh, some come in and I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere <laughs> and, uh, as soon as he said his name, I recognized him, but he's coming to the, uh, agreement for sale course this nice. Saturday Yeah, and, uh, we were chatting agreement for sales.
1: Uh, what else is cool is that, um, Josh, uh, one of our newest REI master mentees, mm-hmm. um, who signed up to take advantage of this, um, he's out in BC, yep. so we pr- like probably won't get as many chances like he won't be at our meetups all the time and that sort of thing like a lot of our other uh, mentees are but uh he's flying in for the afs course yeah so we get to actually get a chance to meet him in person and yeah that's it's awesome yeah really cool I'm
0: excited for that yeah okay so other upcoming events i think you know september is just about done so oh yeah, september is done next week I don't know if you noticed
1: that. Who here was um, at our meetup yesterday? Yeah. Because they're like, I mean, I knew having a bouncy castle was gonna be cool, but it was like way cool. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: All the kids were just like outside jumping. All the parents could just like, had like a little bit of me time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then so I saw the kids, they were jumping up and down and like we we could just see out. Yeah, it was really cool to be able to network and not have the kids pulling at our yeah at our shirts every ten seconds. Um and uh you look out the front window, you just see that bouncy castle just going left mm-hmm. and right, left <laughs> and right, and just kids going flying. That was uh it was really cool. And then so I'm like, Okay, those kids are definitely gonna be hungry. So I um I pop on uh, uh my phone to order up some donuts. I order up, I don't know, twenty donuts or something like that. And um so we're doing our little presentation, like talking about the property and and uh, talking about you know what we bought it for and what we're doing to it and everything. And then I just see like a line of like twenty kids just like coming in the house and they're like I don't know like the Pied Piper is like leading them through. And I just see one person in front carrying the donuts, <laughs> and they're all just like just like salivating. <laughs> they all go and they grab all the donuts and they run back outside. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No donuts left. Uh, those things. Yeah. yeah. They, they cleared that very quickly. They did. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely something, another feature that we're going to need to add, um, you know, to our upcoming meetups is to make it more kid friendly.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because
0: let's, let's just be honest. Most of the people who are interested in, in real estate investing are mostly parents.
1: Yeah. A lot of parents.
0: Right. And I, and I want, and I want our kids to be able to feel comfortable around this, right. Mm-hmm. To be able to feel comfortable around our business and, and why we're doing it because it's not like we're gonna leave. I mean, yeah, we're trying to create generational wealth. You know, my air quotes are are flying, um, but it's more so about like leaving a legacy of of education and and an understanding
2: mm-hmm.
0: than that a big chunk of cash, right?
1: Yeah,
0: you know, a lot of wealthy people don't leave very much for their kids because they're afraid that they're just going to expect it and they're not gonna they're not going to learn the same lessons that that they learned that they needed to learn in order to become successful. So what kind of, you know, what kind of understanding and education and 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 values and ethics can you leave behind for your kids? So if you're exposing them to events like this where they can see that, you know, there's possibilities within real estate to make money and stuff like that and then you don't leave them very much, you know, they have a better head start than most absolutely. Most kids, most families. Right. You know, our daughter has been exposed to real estate investing in our business since she was born. Yeah. She's always been going out to rental units and, and, um, and to fix and flips and to, uh, we try and, you know, include her in the conversation as much as possible, about why we're doing things and what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, 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 that's, that's why I love making these things kid friendly. Absolutely. Right? And they can see that they're not just, you know, their parents aren't the only ones doing it. Right. That there's other parents doing it and they, you know, they make friends through the community. Yeah. So. Very I, cool. But thank you to uh to adam uh marsh from... with the event
1: crashers yeah for donating the bouncy castle yesterday this was awesome such a hit
0: yeah if you guys are looking for a photo booth or a, you know for your for upcoming christmas party for your business or you know a bouncy castle you know go to event crashers ca. um yeah they got a really cool five foot like photo booth kind of mirror type thing where you can you know you've seen them obviously some people at weddings and, and Christmas parties and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun
1: yeah yeah and they're also on Facebook and Instagram as well so you can go and check them out there and touch base that way as well
0: okay um, that's about it for upcoming events actually October 2nd um, we have a raising capital master class but that's exclusive to the REI masters mentorship group so if you guys are interested in learning about that you know another reason to join masters right you know, you join Masters this week before Wednesday, you're going to get access to the AFS um, workshop for free. You're also going to get access to the upcoming Raising Capital Masterclass on October 2nd. We have um, also a introduction to multifamily investing um, workshop on October October 22nd mm-hmm. as well. So we do workshops and, and masterclasses every month on top of weekly coaching. So yeah. There's just, um, there's no shortage of education. Um, but it's 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 my opinion. I mean, education is great. But taking action is yeah. way more important. And that's what I that's what the majority of my energy is focused towards. I don't I don't like teaching very much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I'll give you the resources and I'll te- I'll teach them if I need to. But I know for a fact that it's it's not the education that people need. In most cases, it's the it's the mentorship. It's the accountability to actually go out and take action.
1: Um, and you did forget to mention uh, the Flip Meetup in Calgary on Wednesday. Son of a gun! <laughs> yeah. So if you're in Calgary, there is a <clears throat> Flip Investor Meetup in Lake Bonavista on Wednesday, September 21st, from 5:30 to 7:30 p.m. And you can snag your free tickets to that on our Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group page mm-hmm. and uh, the event is pinned to the top of the page there so go grab a ticket and uh, Wayne should be there Aye. something changes yeah hi <laughs> hi
0: uh, Bobby's joining us this morning hi Bobby you don't know who Bobby is <laughs> I don't Bobby reached out to me um, he slid in my DMs. Oh, I Bobby. invited him I was I was I was being a little flirtatious this weekend and yeah um, <laughs> i spent some time with him on on saturday night (laughs) after you fell asleep no i'm I'm just kidding but truthfully i i yeah i was and um no actually you and i were playing chess and you were taking forever to make a move so i was i was texting with uh bobby (laughs) um
1: (laughs) i'm learning
0: you're doing slow yeah you're kicking my ass now um yeah bobby joined uh this morning so i told him like this is this is the place to be on you know in the morning. Well, he's he's in, uh, he's in. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm blanking. He's in BC. So Ooh, it's a little bit earlier early, for early. him. Yes. It's a little bit earlier for him, but uh, oh, he's saying, hey, everybody in the chat. Um, but this is the place to be in the morning if you want to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so glad to see you here. What else was I going to say? We have okay. someone named Abby trying to call in. Do I take a chance? I don't recognize Abby. Let's roll the dice this morning.
3: Good morning. Good morning. That's my best impression of your good morning, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for this platform to give us free coaching. I have a question. Did claim. Um, how does it work out? I've got a bit of a situation where unfortunately I cannot buy property um in my corporation, but I do have one, and so I'm thinking of getting one in my personal name uh using the quit did claim to transfer it to the corporation. Um, but I'm not very clear about how that all works because I'm very new to this.
0: I see. Um, this is definitely a question for your accountant and for your lawyer. Um, are you in Canada or U.S.? Canada. Canada, okay. Um, transferring over to, the, to your corp. Sorry, transferring from corp to personal or personal to corp? I, I had a hard time hearing you. Are you still there?
3: I'm still here. I, I might go off the call and just listen to your answer because it's breaking up.
0: Oh, okay. No problem. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same answer. Um, in order to, I think she said selling to, did you hear? I couldn't quite hear.
1: I had trouble, um, under maybe if she could put the question into the chat again. Yeah. I missed a couple keywords, I think.
0: Yeah. There was, there was a word that I missed that she was saying in between. But generally speaking, I gotta turn our mic down. Sorry. Um, When you are selling, you know, to your corporation or selling to yourself, it is technically a sale, and appraisal needs to be done. You know what I mean? Um, And new financing needs to happen. So it's it's not it's not an easy thing. Um, There are I, I looked into this years ago. And and see, we've never done it. So, Uh, it's not, it's not, I'm not an expert in it. But whenever you're trying to sell to your corp or sell to yourself, you know, definitely talk to your accountant because there's going to be taxes um, that you're going to need to pay. Um, There may be ways around it, but generally speaking, there will be, you know, taxes Um, as well. You want to talk to your lawyer to make sure that you do that properly as well.
1: Okay so um she put in the chat here so buying in my personal name and using a quit deed claim to transfer mm-hmm. to the
0: corporation. That's a question for Barry. I wish I had Barry on for mm-hmm. that one.
1: I have no clue.
0: You know what? I, <laughs> I you know, I'm not familiar with the term. Uh, 100%. I, and you know what? Most mornings, thanks for challenging me on yeah, Monday morning. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and that's that's what I was missing in the um when she was on the call, is I I couldn't catch what she was saying there. So. Um.
0: That is definitely well. You know what? So, I'll just give you some good advice, and that's to contact an investor focused accountant and an investor focused uh, um, lawyer. Um, Abby, which uh, what uh, what city are you in? if you don't mind putting it in the comments there. And um, if I know a lawyer, or an investor focused lawyer or accountant in your area then I will recommend them in Calgary. Okay, so reach out to uh, Scott Bollinger. That would be the lawyer you want to reach out to. And then uh, as for an accountant, I only know accountants here. Um, but you can use any accountant because most of it's online now. And yeah. Our accountant is
1: Wayne Herbert.
0: Okay, so uh, Herbert. Herbert
1: and Palomarek. Something or others.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just this. Search up Wayne Herbert and uh, also Scott Bollinger. Um those are gonna be the people that'd be able to help you out with that. Um I'm you know what, even if I knew, I, I always I'm always careful on I don't answer things that I'm not hundred percent on. Yeah. Um I, I have no I have no um, desire to to sound smart. <laughs> you know, because and, and, I don't want to give anyone any advice yeah. that's not, that's not real. So
1: Well, and also like after just a quick, um, a quick Google, it sounds like something that uh, probably the general public wouldn't know about until you have to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Because um, it looks like it's kind of a complicated way of, of yeah, transferring uh, land and relinquishing interest and stuff. So,
0: yeah, I, um I need some more information too on the strategy. You know, it sounds like you know has she bought the property? Did she say no? Or she's going her, to buy a property. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'd I'd want to know a little bit more as to why buying in your personal name and then doing a quit deed claim into your into your corp. Um, there's- well, from
1: the sound of it, from her call, it sounded like she was unable to purchase in the corporation. So almost as if she was using it as a way of like, I can qualify personally, but I want this property in my corporation. So if I purchase it personally, then can I relinquish my interest in the property and transfer it into my mm-hmm. corporation?
0: I have five more questions that involve why. Yeah. Um, because there, there may be other ways to... Work around whatever problem it is that you think that you have,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and these these are just maybe just early, early on rookie you know questions that just haven't been answered yet. Um, so before you even consider calling about something like a quick de- a deed claim because you think you need it, talk to also your um, a mortgage broker and again an investor focused mortgage broker and say, hey, I wanna buy this many properties. Don't tell them I wanna buy a property. Tell them how many properties you plan on buying, right? Because we all talk about building roadmaps for our real estate investing business and getting us to our goals. You also need a roadmap for mortgages too. This is a conversation that actually we had in master's last night, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you saw that. Um, in our master's uh, mentorship group, we were talking about um, uh, mortgages and mortgageability and you know how to make sure you get the most amount of mortgages. The answer to that question is getting an investor-focused mortgage broker and telling them how many properties you plan on buying in the next twenty years, and they will basically map out exactly what you need to do, which lenders you need to go to, how much money you're going to need for down payments, et cetera, um, to a certain point. And then if you get to a point where you can't buy any more, then you would buy in a you know in a corporation and get corporate uh, get commercial financing. Um, again, just without any more information. I think I know what you're like you're trying to do. So I would talk to an investor focused mortgage broker first, then also if you if you if this is the only way to get around buying your property, for what you need to do for your you know investment portfolio, then uh, then reach out to a lawyer and accountant and talk to them about those just to make sure that you're doing everything properly. And as well, you're not paying any unnecessary taxes.
1: I was going to say, I think the main thing, like, I mean, the lawyer is going to tell you whether or not that's like a legal thing to do, but the accountant is also going to tell you whether um, that makes any sort of financial sense or whether that's a bad move, because mm-hmm. that's their job is to know what you have going on and um, how to best benefit you as far as um, whether or not to go forward with that.
0: For sure. We had Andrew calling in, Andrew Bowman. Awesome. Oh, that's tough to say. Just waiting patiently for Andrew to accept. <laughs> Give him to the end of the song before we get good what? morning, Andrew. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Ooh, you're, you're very gonna have quiet. to speak a little louder than that. The morning is going great, my friend. Sorry I missed the turnout yesterday. How was the bouncy castle? It was great. It was great. Your your volume is a little bad. It sounds like you're listening to the radio, so we're gonna have to cut this one short, buddy.
2: All good, all good. Like I guess I didn't even know I was calling. Have a good day.
0: You too. Okay.
1: Finger slipped, but he's like, you know what? I'm not going to hang <laughs> up. I'll just, I'll just connect and say hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I um, and I love that. I love that. Um, so when you guys are calling in, uh, try, try and have headphones. Okay, try not to have it uh, um playing through your ear radio. Um, as well, um, make sure that you're you're speaking very loudly, um, into your phone. Uh, we have another caller. Oh, but yes, Bobby wow. is uh, a first time, uh, first time listener, listener first, first time, time caller. caller.
2: All right. All right. Hey there. Good morning. Good morning. That is a good morning, voice. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. (laughs) How are you guys doing today?
1: Fantastic. How are you?
2: Not too bad. (laughs) Okay. So my question is how soon after you're ready to buy, do you um buy your next property. So, say I just bought my first property, like how soon after that is it safe to say go ahead and do that?
0: Uh based based off of, like what what's your concerns? Uh, is there any specific concerns that you're concerned about that um that would prevent you from doing that?
2: Um so Basically, let's just say I'm buying uh, my home, but then I want to buy a rental property. How soon after that, um, you know, would a bank say, "Okay, you're ready to go"?
0: It's uh, if 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 that's the example, and it's like you're buying your primary residence and also a an investment property simultaneously, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect anything um, because they're going to qualify you for your. Um, your primary residence mortgage based off of, you know, your debt servicing right. and then your new property, they'll be, you know, basing off the same kind of debt servicing um, uh, plus whatever your rental income is going to be on that property. So um, I would consult with your mortgage broker and then just, you know, don't don't go to two separate banks at the, exa- at the exact same time because it'll just look confusing. Um, and, you know, they're going to be debt servicing you based off of, you know, maybe whatever your your, uh, your situation was two weeks ago, but they don't know you're buying a property at the same time. So if you talk to your mortgage broker and tell them what your plan is, and, you know, I want to buy a house and at the same time I also want to buy an investment property, then, then they'll just make sure that in their letter to the lenders, they'll, they'll, they'll be transparent and they'll explain it all properly and there shouldn't be any issues. We've heard of lots of people doing this.
2: Okay, perfect. That answered my question.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, in my opinion, don't waste any time. That's mm-hmm. like I, I I'm trying to figure out a reason wh- how to as opposed to um, why not to. Uh, right. Okay.
2: Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I think that's it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling, everybody. All right.
1: Oh, this Monday morning action.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Um, how are the comments looking today?
1: Um, well, Kristen wants to know where Francis has been lately and to be honest, so do I. (laughs) Wow.
0: That's a good point. And and so when I'm talking, I don't really get an opportunity to.
1: Also, Ken's having some autocorrect uh, issues with his, uh, messages. Let's just leave it at that.
0: (laughs) I don't want to leave it at that. I want to know. Okay. Um something to do with his bowels yeah
1: (laughs) when you were playing the jeopardy he asked um alex for a bowel instead of a vowel
0: (laughs) so that's that's a double insult right there first of all jeopardy doesn't have vowels that's that's wheel of fortune
1: oh yeah (laughs) that is a double
3: and
0: i and i and i'm a bit of a jeopardy fanatic (laughs) um there's there's a story with that um well, not a great story, but there is a story. Um, uh, early, early on in and Gabby and my uh, relationship, um, Gabby's mom came to visit, and uh, and I don't know, like we're sitting around. And this is before kids, or kid, and uh, and we're just kind of sitting around and like about to have dinner and and like what do you what do you do? Like to talk about the like you know when when in laws are over, like you can kind of talk about whatever, but eventually it kind of just. You know, after a little while, there's not much to talk about. And um, except for like old stories, and I wasn't there. It was just like Gabby and her mom talking about the old days or the good old days. So um we're like, oh, okay, let's put a show on. And then, you know, they said it's time for Jeopardy, so they put Jeopardy on. And um, ever since I've been watching Jeopardy at Dinner every day. And sometimes lunch. But that's <laughs> our new Hillier family routine. Um, tradition is to watch Jeopardy at dinner. Our daughter hates it hates it but I hope that as she gets older and gets a little bit smarter she'll be able to answer some of the questions and then that'll be her new routine and then maybe she'll you know go on Jeopardy one day maybe um I can only hope um but yeah that's been I don't know what 12 years 13 years something like that now
1: uh yeah
0: yeah every every dinner um bit of a fan Uh, it's a little bit of a competition between Gabby and I oh also her, her mom and I so whenever her mom comes over, that's when it, that's when the gloves come off. Like her mom's pretty smart, and uh, I'm 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 okay. But uh, yeah, her mom and I are just like very competitive at Jeopardy.
2: Yeah.
0: At dinner time, this has nothing to do with real estate investing, though. <laughs> but I want you, I wanted to give you an idea of how offended I was when you said that. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> uh. I, I I got something relevant to uh to uh, real estate investing I want to talk about. I uh, want to talk about the rental business Gabby
1: oh boy here we go
0: <laughs> so I mentioned this early last week that uh, um, in order to to get to get moving forward I needed to take some dramatic um, we, we needed to make a dramatic change in our in our uh, in our uh, our roles our corporate structure. Um, roles and responsibilities. So I normally deal with acquisitions, partnerships and, um, and growth of the business. So I, um, make sure the business continues to grow and Gabby is more in the management role. So Gabby manages the fix and flips. She manages the rental property. Um, Oh, rental properties. Did I just say singular? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Gabby takes care of the management side. I take care of the, the growth side. In order for me to be able to stay creative and, 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 and keep our business running, um, I need to be in the creative at all times. I need, to be con- I need to be a dreamer. And that's what entrepreneurs are, right? Entrepreneurs are dreamers. Yeah. You know, we come up with ideas. The difference between um, an entrepreneur and a dreamer, though, is uh, entrepreneurs actually see it happen. Mm-hmm. And dreamers just think about it and talk about it. Oh, wouldn't this be nice? You know what we should do? We should have like an app where, you know, you could click on it and and you could request it, um, someone to deliver food to your door. Right? Somebody came up with that. There's a lot of people that talked about that for years. A lot of stoners at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> talked about that mm-hmm. for decades. Someone actually created it, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the big difference. So that's what I like to do. I like to come up with, like, you know, stoner ideas. Um, you know, crazy. I say that joking, but like, seriously though, like crazy ideas that like most people would never dream of of putting together and, and I make them reality. That's, that's what I like doing. And, um, that's where the money is. Right. And, uh, Gabby deals with the management she gets. Um, and that's because, um, we both, um, did a deep, um, analysis of the types of people that we are and that's where Gabby thrives and that's where I thrive. And it works out perfectly. And your dynamic and your relationship with your partner is going to be, you know, different or the same. But uh, most people are different. But for us, that's how we operate. But um, we're falling behind on a bunch of management, and unfortunately, Gabby needs to to be able to focus on on well. Let's just be honest, taxes. One task <clears throat>
1: instead of a hundred
0: one task instead of a hundred, because we have a lot going on. we got lots of flips on the go right now. We got uh, turnovers and vacancies with our rental properties. Um, We've got problem tenants we've got, and then just a bunch of other stuff. Just like it's, 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 there's quite a bit involved when you, when you build your, your real estate investing business, you know, to this level, to the scale. So what I decided I'd do is I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop being a dreamer for a second. I'm going to take the pedal or tip take my foot off the gas on uh on the growth of the business. Cause I got lots of ideas I'd love to be doing right now. And I said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of, uh, the rental portion and the fix and flip portion so that you can put hundred percent focus into, uh, into taxes. Problem is, is that like, I hate it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this is this, I, I, what I wanted to say was like, I had a lot of respect for you, um, dealing with the stuff that you deal with. Uh, on the rental side of the business, mm-hmm. my God, I haven't been involved in the rental side in years, and I spend four days last week and a weekend and I'm ready to evict everybody. <laughs> I'm losing my shit right now like i'm 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 losing my shit. I got one tenant, and I don't know how I don't know why I know why. I don't know how you deal with this guy. I don't. And I was about to say I don't know why you renewed his lease in May, but I remember I was a part of that decision. <laughs> but I, 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 I don't think I had enough information. See, I remember it was in May, and we were so fricking busy that I it was.
1: Looked... Um, it was more of a convenience than a. Um, like had we had the time, we would have just let it expire.
0: Yeah. That, that'll happen when you get really successful is that you have so many other things that are so much more profitable and worth your energy that you just simply allow a renewal for a shit tenant just out of convenience yeah. because the amount of time and energy it would take to get him out and find someone else, is just not worth it.
1: Well, here's the thing is that um, as far as, um, <laughs> and I know Wayne's going to gonna fight me on this. But as far as the suite itself and taking care of the suite. Um, it's, it's great. It's not damaged. It's not dirty. It's not whatever it's it's fine. Um, there's some exterior maintenance that which is where I said Wayne would challenge me on that he's not taking care of. But well, this is where this all literally as, stemmed from last yeah. week. But, yeah. but as far as like, um uh as far as taking care of the place like he's he's been fine he pays rent on time he you know what i mean like so but dealing with any issues that arise there's some tenants who will require um a stern touch and there's some tenants who will require a gentle touch and what i learned about um, dealing with tenants over the years is that you really need to Um, I guess, kind of test the waters. We always talk about how you always want to um, be in control and have the authority. Otherwise, they won't respect you and they'll walk all over you. It's like if, you know, if they're going to be late on rent and you say, oh, okay, no problem. Like, yeah, get it to me on the 5th whenever you're able to pay. Um, they're going to do it again and then they're going to do it again and they're going to push it further and next you're going to have a tenant who hasn't paid in three months. Right. So you need to keep kind of the th- level of authority and sternness and we don't accept that and those types of things. Um, but there's some tenants who are equally as, are not I guess equally as hard-headed, but that are hard-headed that when you insert some sternness, they automatically react as if you're attacking them. And that's what I learned about this tenant is that, wow, you need to get some WD-40 on that chair, Sorry Wayne. <laughs> that.
0: I'm just trying to lean back whenever I clear my throat.
1: Um, When I, I totally just lost Sorry, my mind. I... Oh, okay. He, yeah, he, he reacts as if like he's if been attacked. If you're assertive,
0: if you're assertive, yeah. he does not, he does not. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't receive it. No, he, he steps forward.
1: He steps forward. Yes. And I'm not saying that I've been like a pushover and let him get away with it no i've just realized that in order to keep the relationship um on kind of like just a nice easy peaceful playing ground is that he needs a little bit of a gentle touch in the communications yeah so just different ways of wording it so that it doesn't come across aggressive so Mm. saying the same message but saying it with gentle words And so when Wayne comes in four days ago, I didn't do that. And takes control of the emails, and a request comes through for him. Wayne just responds without any context of needing to be gentle, and he takes it as a personal attack. And here we are. Wayne wants to evict him.
0: (laughs) See, and I don't remember signing this tenant. I I I remember being involved, and I like. Sometimes, if the vacancy's been going on a little too long, y- you may just allow, um, you may not lower your standards, but you're like, all right, this person's got a decent job. They're gonna pay on time. They're not exactly fitting the the picture, the painting, that of of my ideal tenant. However, um, it's better to just get this person in and just you know ride it out. Like you can't you can't say for certain how someone is going to be. You only get to meet them for like 10, 15 minutes. You can look at their credit report to see if they're in the, in the past, have they paid payments on time? Otherwise, you're, like, you're trying to do a quick um, behavioral analysis on someone in 10 minutes. When they walk through the property, they're trying to be their best self at that time too.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing with this tenant, because I'm the one who signed them. You <laughs> ran off to the States. Um, was it? Was yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> what did I not meet him? No.
0: I ran off to the States. <laughs> my other family you make it sound so bad but go on
1: um and so he actually was a really great um applicant died so he what? has great income he had good credit he came to view the place with his mom who was lovely and um There was no reason not to approve him his application was great his landlord reference was great everything um everything was good and i really love when a single person who makes really good money applies for one of my main floor suites because It's a lot more peaceful of a situation between our main floor and basement um, suites when there's just a single person instead of a family. So 10 times out of 10, if they qualify and there's no red flags, I will always sign a single person onto a main floor suite. It just doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. Those single people don't usually um, apply for main floor suites. So um, all the boxes were checked, zero red flags, and he moved in Paid rent 10 to 15 days early um, all the time. And it didn't really, nothing really started to happen until he started asking for like us to pay. uh, Well, no,
0: okay. Like you should. So we had a handyman coming out to fix something. Mm -hmm. I think it was like a light fixture or something like that was like not working outside. Is that when he came
1: out? I'm not, I don't remember. The
0: handyman came out to like, he, he reached out to us and said, Hey, this thing's not working. And we're really good about that. So
1: you yeah, know, let us know already. as
0: long, unless of course it can get caught on like the next you yep. know quarterly inspection or something. But like we had our handy guy available and he wasn't doing anything. So we sent him out. And then, so he tries to get, um, tries to get the handyman to install, uh, his security system and, um, says, I need you to get him to do the security system as well. And I remember, I think I was a part of that. That was the last time, actually, uh, that I was a part of the conversation. Um, I don't know why I was involved in it, but uh, I said, "No, that's that's no, we're not going to be doing that. You would be responsible for that yourself." He goes, "What do you mean? You're not gonna you're not gonna install the security system for me?"
1: Got very aggressive, though.
0: That's like legit. Like I'm I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close to what he said. What do you mean? You're not gonna pay for the security system? Like he was, he was shocked, appalled that we're not going to pay for it. And I said, no, that would be your responsibility. And then just got very snarky in his re- comments right after that. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why you guys can't do that. And we're thinking like, I'm not paying my guy an hour worth of labor, you know, to do that for you. Hey, these are your responsibilities. We're here to, you know, make sure that this is in working order and, you know, we meet the minimum in housing and, and, um, and health standards. Otherwise, you know, we're not going to do anything, you know, extra. Um, but you can. We even said in the email, you can you can hire him if you'd like and pay for it, and then just you know scoffs. And um, and then there was a few instances where you know he
1: yeah he no show he the dishwasher wasn't working and so we got a repair tech oh, out fuck, um to diagnose it and. And he no showed on the repair guy, so we got charged a no show fee and passed it down to him. And he and yeah, he flipped out about that. I'm
0: not paying the no show. I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you requested somebody to come out and then you no showed.
0: <laughs> yeah, you didn't open the door for him, so we got we got we're not paying for that. Um, and and the only re- one of the big reasons why we couldn't go and do that when he's not around is because he's got a big giant dog, and we've had people in the past where we sent them down there, we gave given the 24 hour notice to enter the suite to take care of work or inspections and the dog is like sitting there growling at the front door so nobody can get in
2: yep. so
0: we have to work with this guy yeah um he has to be to there in. yeah unless of course he, he won't create his dog so you know it's another situation there he's like well why am i paying for this like it's mm-hmm. just like a um a huge entitlement
2: mm-hmm.
0: um issues and so uh he's he's missed rent a couple times but you know gabby and that uh, clearly has a better um, strategy and approach to this guy. and
1: He uh, was, he was, um, so he's uh, been with us for almost two years, I guess. I can't remember when he moved in, year and a half. <clears throat> and um, somewhere in the middle there, he was uh, late on rent two months in a row, but he had told me he was going to be in advance and the reason why. And um, I forget, I just, I asked him a simple question of like, Is this going to be an issue moving forward, Um, like that type of thing? And then he like laid out entirely what was happening and dates that he was going to be able to pay and that after that date, everything was in order and there'd be no issues. So we just had like a conversation about it, which again was worded with gentle words and um, those types of thing. And we just totally got through it and documented it. Yeah. So you would
0: I I just want to add that in there because people ask these types of questions. What happens if someone doesn't pay? Um, how do you deal with it? It really depends on the situation. if they have, in our opinion, if they have um, a legitimate reason why they can't and they come to us before the rent is due, not after, mm-hmm. hey, here's the situation. I'm trying my best. Um, you know, I'm gonna get this money on this date. I, I will pay you on this date, and this will not happen again. This isn't like a, hey, I got a new job and I make less money and therefore I'm going to be late every month. No, like something happened that was outside of my control. I'm coming to you before rent is due and I'd like to know if we can come to an agreement on when I can pay it. And we would would always document it, whether that be an email or a signed letter saying that, okay, that's fine. We agree that the rent will be paid by the 9th or whichever day you say. And then if it isn't, then it's an automatic eviction after that. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But we'd be very clear on what it is that we're agreeing to and say, Hey, we will allow you to pay on the ninth, but if it's past the ninth and then, then we're done, this is the end of the lease is terminated. Um, and it, and it goes well and, but you need to document it. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's, that's more so for if you ever get down the road and you know, they disagree and you have to take it to, you know, a landlord tenant court or the RTDRS in Alberta, um, you want to show as much documentation and evidence um to support your claim as possible um you know if you want to show that hey this person didn't have the rent on the first but we tried to work with this person we signed an agreement and then they still didn't pay on that date too just to make sure that all is in your favor right as opposed to just agreeing to allow them to pay late and you know and then especially in those hearings like the other tenants crying and you know, they're talking about their dog died or their aunt is sick, or you know what I mean? You don't want to look like a horrible human being. You want to show that you tried to work with them. So as much information and documentation and signatures as possible to show that you tried to work with them in their situation so that you're not mm-hmm. um, viewed as a villain.
1: Yeah. right. But in his case, he did pay when he said he was going to, and yeah. it was never a problem again.
0: Yeah, he's just a dick.
1: Yeah, he's just a dick.
0: He's a huge dick.
1: And um, I think that in your case, like
0: I have no patience for assholes. Let, let, Let me just let me just say that for a sec. Being an asshole is not an excuse for being an asshole. That's, that's, that's across the board in life. I have zero respect and patience for assholes. And I hate it when people would be like, Oh, yeah, that's just that's just Chris. Chris is an asshole. Don't worry about him. No. That is zero excuse for being an asshole. This guy is, he's like this all the time. He made a decision in life to be like this. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I have zero fucking patience for that because we've gone above and beyond to help this person. And he's treating us and our assistant like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, this guy's done. I, I, I can't believe, it, it worries me because it, now I have a little more information because we're actually having this, Gabby and I are having this discussion for the first time because she's been busy. But like, I'm also thinking, is this guy been talking to my wife like this? It sounds like he hasn't because Gabby's been going with more a gentle approach. But like, had Gabby had to take over this, would he have talked to her like this? I'd fucking drive down there and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest right now like that being an asshole is no excuse for being an asshole. Right. And you know, we're trying to help him right now. There's there's some deck boards that are rotted out, we learned. So we're trying to get those fixed. Uh, there's an adjoining door that's not latching properly, and as well, there was a light fixture that wasn't working properly. Um, I'm finding out now he wants he wants a brand new deck, which we can t- totally do, but like he's like he's he's complaining and he's um, he doesn't just want the light fixed. He wants more lights in the backyard, and then you know when, when I say you know we're not going to be adding any more lights to the backyard. We're not going to rewire new lights. It's like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you do that? Right, you know yeah. what i mean like it's just yeah, pick, 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 pick. yeah. I, I don't even remember like no i'm i'm, I'm drawing blank right now because i'm kind of a little bit angry with this guy again <laughs> i've kind of forgot about him for the weekend and but like what's the nonsense that's going on this past week oh uh, gosh no, i can't remember
1: the other thing is that like he got along really well with the um basement suite tenants that uh just moved out like he hired them to clean his place every couple of weeks and um, they babysat his cat while he was away working and like they had a really great relationship. Oh. So it's not like um, it's, it's not like there's been tenant conflict or anything like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I remember now cause um, I had to do some viewings last week and um, he was following up to ask about the deck and the, the door and stuff like that. And um, our, our our handyman's not, available right now so we're trying to find another handyman trying mm-hmm. to coordinate with him but he doesn't answer his emails and he's not he's not being very um yeah, easy to head. deal with yeah. and then our contractor is just like you know trying to fit it in wherever he can so he's not giving us much notice either so we're trying our best to get someone in there to meet him mm-hmm. to measure the door to replace it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's just like going back when's this going to get done why is it taking so long and then so while we're on that topic i also let him know that Um, all the windows in the basement suite are full of weeds, full. I mean, we're talking like three foot, four foot weeds around the house. And this is his responsibility to make sure those weeds are taken care of. And he's denying it. So we've got like very, very thick weeds. And that, you know, the weeds were all taken care of before he moved in and sprayed. And um, I sent, sent him an email saying, hey, you know, a few people have been making comments when they're going to look at the basement suite that all of the window wells are completely overgrown. They can't even see sunlight because you haven't taken care of the weeds. And he said, I'm not doing that. That was like that when I got here. You know what I mean? And so like, of course you have to prove that, you know, here's your walk-in report. Here is the receipt for us taking care of the weeds before you moved in. Yes, it was clean when you moved in. And here is section 36 of your lease that says that is your responsibility to clear weeds. I'm not doing that.
1: I'm not paying for that.
0: I'm not paying for that. Well, he said, I'm not doing that. And I said, if you're refusing to do it, then we're going to have to hire a company to do it. And it's going to be at your cost. Well, I'm not paying for it. This is the kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that bad, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, it it makes the relationship very difficult because he's not willing to work with us. Yeah. And when I choose tenants, and when I talk about like the the, the typical type of person that I'm looking for, I'm not looking for a pushover, but I'm looking for someone who's not going to be an asshole. (laughs) Kind of the best way I can explain it. What I'm looking for is like when we have rules, we have the Residential Tenancy Act and we have our rental lease agreement. Okay. And they are signing the rental lease agreement saying that they're going to, um, they're going to be responsible for all their uh, you know, responsibilities in the lease, and they're going to follow the Residential Tenancy Act. He signed it, and he's not doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what I'm looking for is I'm looking for people when they sign it, they're actually going to do what they say, right? And as well, when we reach out to them and tell them that you know, they need to do something, they're not going to fight me. They're going to say, oh, I'm sorry about that. I must have missed it. I'll take care of that. That's the type of person I'm looking for. This guy is not that person. Mm-hmm and what it does is it creates all this um he's he's a vampire. He's sucking my energy. You can tell in my tone that I'm like I'm ready to fucking evict this guy. I cannot believe that he's treating people like this. He's treating me like this, he's treating my team like this. I I have all the the grounds to remove him. I do. He's refusing. He's he's breached his lease. You know what I mean? I I have the ability to get rid of him. But it's just, you know, it's going to be a huge pain in the ass. What do you mean you're evicting me? You can't evict me, even though I can. He's going to say you can't. You know what I mean? Yes, we can. You need to be out on this date. Well, I'm not gonna. So now, you know, like, okay, I got to lick in my finger and I'm going to the RTA and I'm flipping the pages. And I'm like, here it is, section this of the Residential Tenancy Act that you're in breach of section 36 of our lease. And therefore, you need to be vacated by this date. Otherwise, we are going to file a claim for, you know. And we're going to hire, you know, once we get the judgment at the RTDRS, we're going to hire a bailiff and they're going to physically remove you. He's the kind of guy to be like, fine, call the cops. See what I mean? This person should have never been in our suite because it's a huge risk. that I have to deal with this stuff. It's one thing to have to evict a tenant and just like, just send them a notice. Like, Hey, you're behind on rent. Unfortunately you're in breach of this and we're going to be terminating the lease or, Hey, you know, you, you, you didn't, um, you, you breached the lease as per section thirty six of your lease. Therefore, we're terminating the lease. And the person's like, "Oh man, are you? I'm so sorry. Like, let me fix this. I'll go take care of the weeds right now." No, he's like, "Fine, call the cops. You gotta call them over the weeds." You know what I mean? Yeah. So, here, I but I don't have time and energy for that.
1: But here's so here's the difference with Wayne is like, and and between Wayne and I is that, see, Wayne's all fired up because of how he's acting, and he wants to evict him, whereas I'm like. Let's deal with the weeds and he'll have to pay for it regardless, whether it whether he pays now or it comes out of his damage deposit, we ride it out until whatever it is, April. And then he's gone. Who cares?
0: Okay. But, but I needed, I needed to show an email thread.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: So this is part of the process. If you want to do that, if you just want to take it from his damage deposit or security deposit, then what you need to do is you need to show
1: that they were unwilling.
0: You need to show through email documentation that they were unwilling. So I needed to ask him to do it. and, And he's like, why is that my responsibility? I said, it's your responsibility based on section 36 of your lease agreement. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not paying for it. See, but I had to, I had to address it. Mm -hmm. And then I had, then I followed up with the email by saying, okay, I have noted that you are refusing to take care of the weeds and we will hire a company to take care of it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Right. So I needed to show that in order for me to have justification to pull from the security deposit in eight months from now. Right. But by doing that, he's... Now he's being unreasonable and Mm -hmm. he's being rude, by the way, he sent an email on Saturday night saying, I need to talk to the owners, give me their phone number. (laughs) So it's, it's gotten to the point now where it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't pay on the first or he's gone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that needed to happen. And I I can't think of a nice way to write that email and still get the same, because if you ever do have to take this to court, you want the email documentation to, to be clear on what actually happened. And not open for interpretation of like, well, you clearly did not state that he would be responsible for this. It says here in your email you were gonna take care of it for him. I needed mean, it, it, it to be clear that yeah. he is responsible for it and he refused to. Yeah. And then we can pull it from security deposit. But you know, it's the the reason why I'm on him gone is because I like I, I he shouldn't he shouldn't be in there. Like there's a certain type of person, there's a reason why we choose a certain type of tenant. And, um, uh, now I remember why I don't deal with tenants and the rentals side <laughs> of the business. It's, um, this is probably scaring a lot of people, but it's
1: pretty, This is pretty minor stuff.
0: Well, this is landlording and you don't get into real estate investing to become a landlord. Now we choose to because Gabby is really good at it. And to be honest, I can't justify paying a property manager in my opinion. I don't think that that's, I think that we have a pretty good system that, you know, we take care of a majority of it. And then if we are unable to go and do showings or drop things off or do move out inspections, we just hire individuals to take care of stuff like that. And it's cheaper than hiring a property manager and it keeps our cash flow higher. Mm -hmm. So especially with interest rates going up, it makes a lot more sense now. Um, But another reason is that like, I, I have a hard time explaining to a property manager how I want it done. And I've yet to meet a property manager who is willing to put as much energy and um, and care into it as, as we do. Mm-hmm. So I understand the delicacy of emails and how things are written. Yeah. Um, even though G- Gabby disagrees with the delicacy, my yeah. delicacy. You um, understand
1: age, don't use it.
0: <laughs> see, no, but I'm looking at it from a legal perspective. Yeah. I'm making sure that I never lose in court because, and this is another conversation, two big conversations we had in masters last night. One was on mortgages and one was on um, tenant evictions. And I understand the process very well. So I need to make sure that everything is written correctly because if in the event this guy does, you know, randomly do a midnight move and I need to go after him because he's responsible for his lease until the end of the term, I need to have all of my ducks in a row so I can just pull all the transcripts from these emails mm-hmm. and the lease and it's very simple, I'll win. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it from a legal perspective and this guy kind of, he falls outside of the template. You know what I mean? If this person was the type of that fit, fit the profile of the tenant that I, that we normally put in, then he wouldn't do these things because that's not in his behavior, right? If we picked the character or the profile that we should have picked, they would have never done these things. Typically the behavioral profile, of the people that we choose they would either a cower or b apologize. I'm going pretty deep, and it sounds like you know some people might be offended by something like this, but you know we go into like this is how we choose people. We don't choose the people that say that's not my responsibility. I'm not paying for that. Fine, call the cops. I don't choose those people specifically because I don't want those type of people who are willing to move overnight and screw us over. Mm-hmm. I want the people that are going to ignore our phone calls or apologize profusely because they're not going to do anything and I know exactly where they are and I know exactly how they're going to react. They're not impulsive. And it's a lot easier for me to build a strategy around the eviction or a strategy around, you know, the the court hearing because I know I can I can predict how they're going to act. And then we put systems and procedures in place specifically to make sure that they, we never lose in court. And I know a property manager would never go this far. <laughs> <laughs> right? We never get surprised in most cases, but this guy, this guy is unpredictable. And, um, the best way to handle it is just to get rid of him. In my opinion, the problem is if I get rid of him, then I have another vacancy that I need to fill and, um, and we're coming up on October 1st. So we're, we're getting into like crappy season and, uh, you're right. He was a single dude and he has a good job, you know, for the most part, he pays on time. He doesn't make a lot of noise. The people that are going to be replacing him are very likely going to be a small family
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the person who's moving in downstairs is not going to be happy with that right yeah so we are going to create more con trust me there's we'll find a new conflict Yep. Yeah. um when the new people move in um it's a tough one but i'll let you i'll let you guys know how this all plays out this week <laughs> I because I, I know this is this this is stuff that people want to hear about as well. Uh, a lot of the time we talk about like taking action and, and 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 no BS and you know jet fuel and stuff like that. There is you know a lot of a lot of people they actually they, they don't move forward with real estate investing because of this stuff because they're afraid of this stuff. You don't have to deal with this stuff. You can hire a property manager, um, but hopefully the. the the way that I explained things in my thought process this morning is valuable and informative to you so that you can kind of see how to make your decisions um, proactively to ensure that you're kind of avoiding these situations. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: this is through experience. Yep. This is another part of my conversation last night um, with the masters was that all of this is through experience. That's the only reason I know most about it is because I've been to the RTDRS. I've, I've handled different types of situations, different types of evictions, and I know how... They the process works for a hearing, and I know what they require in order to make um, a judgment in your favor. And we've reverse engineered that to make sure that all that documentation and evidence is collected throughout the lease, or collected when when they sign the lease. So that you know, as long as we do everything by the act and we do everything properly, we will always win mm-hmm. because we do things properly. And tenants they don't they don't read the act, so they don't do things properly right? That's how you win in court. That's how you set yourself up for success. You know, and always make sure that you're covering your ass. Okay, I'll keep talking if I don't stop. Guys, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, If you are interested in joining masters, go to reimasters.ca. If you join before Wednesday, you are going to get free access to Barry McGuire's agreement for sale course on Saturday in Edmonton. Um, I mean, if you're on the fence about it, do it take the action if you can, if you can, if, if, if it, if you can justify the cost, right. If you can justify the investment into yourself, if you can't, don't do it. I mean, don't put yourself in financial jeopardy. That's, that's, that's the one bad example of jeopardy. That didn't make any sense.
1: Have a great day, you guys.
3: Thanks for listening.